2: Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co host, Devin. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. All right, Devin, what's the quote for us today?
0: And then there's the most dangerous risk of all the risk of spending your life not doing what you want on the bet that you can buy yourself the freedom to do it later.
2: That's, that is a good one. That's a really good one. That's, and that, that is like, that's gotta be the mantra of like 90% of maybe probably more than that of people who make things, mm. you know, yeah. like I really like making this thing, but I don't think it can support me. So I'm just going to keep on doing this other thing that I know that can support me. And then I'll just do this one thing on the side and <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I was uh, just uh,
0: sorry. I was gonna read the end of it one more time. Right. The risk of spending your life not doing what you want on the bet that you can buy yourself the freedom to do it later. Now, right. there's a side of that that's fair, and obviously, not everyone can just make things or travel or be an Instagram or YouTuber. A lot of people have right. to do a lot of hard work to get their moment. To relax and there's there's something positive to be said for that and we need right. those people out there doing those jobs for sure um but then there's also someone who's solely doing something for money or sits in an office and they could maybe do something else right That there sh- definitely should be a change
2: yeah and um it, it, I was just talking about this kind of thing with uh, my buddy Sean on the way home. So we, we just I just drove back from sailing this mm. evening. It's Wednesday evening. And I can go into that a little bit more. But um, we were just talking about Jesse Allison from Mountain Prevail Knives. And Jesse um, is a, a knife maker. He was a full-time knife maker until a couple months ago. And he um, I think he decided to put it on the side for a little bit um, mm. to – uh, I think he just kind of and I don't I don't know the for this 100 percent I'm kind of t- telling you guys my opinion and if you uh Jesse if you're listening and I'm wrong feel free to correct me and also feel free to join us on the podcast but um <laughs> he uh he kind of decided that I don't know if he got like sick of just grinding knives all day long or mm. whatnot but he he decided to put away and go back to like doing a normal day job that he can do and I think also you know make knives on the side. He's not giving it up completely from what I've heard and what I've talked to him about a little bit, but, well, yeah. but I think he just kind of got burnt out on being a hundred percent a maker and doing that. And I think that's that, that's that delicate balance that some people can do what they love and be makers full time and, and do it. But, uh, you know, if, if you go down that road, you are, you are kind of, you're balancing on the fence of, of changing what you love to do into what you have to do to make money. And that can be a, a dangerous balance. Yeah, Um, but I also think, yeah, there are there are plenty of us who who are who are doing the job or doing the thing that keeps us afloat because we fear the the, you know, uncertainty of, of diving into something else HUD first that we would love to do full time. But there's, there's that challenge of if I do this, am I going to be able to make enough money? Am I going to be able to pay my bills and pay off my school loans and feed Uh, my family and be comfortable,
0: you know? I mean, that's why, I mean, you can make the change whenever, or you can try, but do that stuff in your teens and (laughs) twenties. You can really, really take the chances if, if you can, or if you want, maybe you don't want to, but um, that's, that's the time to do it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Before you have before you have a family and school loans and and a rent and insurance and the car and yeah, all these obligations hard, all these things to pay. It's hard
0: for. to be be Jack Kerouac with a family. You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> or there then then you are a piece of a uh, piece of shit. Right. <laughs> like,
2: exactly. It, yeah. You just, then it's a like, whole other yeah, thing. Go do my thing. Right. Yeah. And you know, saying that you know that perspective. Of course, there's like I would not give up my family and my life and my education. To, to be able to go back and live more freely. But if I, I don't know, maybe not, I don't know. I was gonna say if I, if I went back, maybe I would do more things before I, you know, before I decided to stop putting off my school loans and start paying for them. You <laughs> <know>? Maybe <laughs> right. I'd put them off for another year or two and, and go yeah. travel more with my wife or something. But we did some stuff like that, you know, so.
0: Right, I and, know. and I think what I wanted to get to was, especially now, And we've all been away from everyone so long to to constantly make those plans if you can, because the older I get, I'm still young, but I'm in my 30s now. And you realize that all these little things like your camping trip this weekend and I'm um, taking my buddy out. I couldn't I, I there we go. I had to work on his bachelor party. Yeah, but I it's one of those things that you know you have to and sometimes you do have to do it and you just say i, I can't go um, right but now tomorrow i'm taking him i'm picking him up and we're gonna go do some crazy stuff and i've planned it all out and it feels really good just to have uh even if you can get away for a day or or two it's nice to make those plans and yeah. at first they see they they always or they don't, Sometimes they seem a little silly. You're like, I don't know, should we do this? Should we spend this money? But right, exactly. If you, if yeah. you can plan it now and then, just be really excited a couple months down the road. Um, there's also one more thing. Talking about planning and making things happen and having these uh-huh. little little moments, even if you can't right have these huge things and change your your life, but if you can plan these small fun trips and things, uh, there was a switch when I'm met my wife I decided I really liked her and wanted her to stick around so in, <laughs> in all in, in all my relationships before that there's a lot of time when you go oh, I thought about getting you this or I looked at that and I thought we should have done that but I but I didn't you know that's how right. it goes a lot of yeah. times just like oh I must picked you up this thing the other day or I saw this thing I thought you'd like and I just decided if I think of it I'm going to do it so nice. that so that's the switch. Any time I said, "Oh, there's a flower guy on the side of the road," or "I would love to go see this," or "Wouldn't it be nice if I just bought something for her now?" I just made a fact, and then every time I thought of that, then I thought of me saying, "If you think it would be nice, do it." Yeah, right. And it's kind of a it's almost a, such a simple thing, but it it really helped me. I mean, well, I'm married to her now, so it helped me that way. <laughs> but, then, but then, so I guess it, it worked, but it just helped me plan some more things that, you know, you just kind of put it off and put it off right. and nothing happens. Yeah. And then you have a summer without any vacations. You go, wow, we didn't really do anything. And right, man, life's short. So if you know, obviously don't do it all the time, you're not going to say, <laughs> like oh man i'd love to take off right now and go to the casino and gamble a thousand dollars don't do it <laughs> right. if you yeah. think of that don't do it <laughs> yeah. but if it, if it's those small things and right. you can use that any time in life but if you're if you're dating a gal you really like if you think of it just do it don't go home yeah. and say don't go home and say oh there was this really thing great thing you would have loved right I, I didn't get it for you or there well oh, there was this great um Music festival. I wish we would have gone to. Just, just right. do it. If you think of it, yeah. do it. If you, if you want them to stick around,
2: yeah, exactly. Like, what's what's the cost to you, and what's you know what's the the effect of it over the long run, or like what's mm-hmm. what's your life worth to you? you know, like, mm-hmm. how long do we have on this planet? How many experiences can you have like that? How how often do you have the ability to do something like that? If you do have the ability, then go ahead and do it. And and also another trick is that if you are thinking something like that. If you see something that you think that your wife or girlfriend or someone would like, or the other thing, this is a hint for all of you gentlemen out there, if your wife says something about something she likes or your girlfriend, put that in your mind, put a little checkbox, got that checked off for the next, like, you know, (laughs) next thing, next birthday or Christmas or anniversary, you know, because... Just putting that in the bank and being like, I know that this is the one thing that you've talked about or you said, like, <laughs> you know, it goes a long way. But, but yeah, if you start. Yeah, I, li- I like that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's some good advice right there, brother. I, yeah, if I you think t- about it. <laughs> just go ahead and do it. Cause why I, not? You know?
0: Yeah, right. I, um, the, my, my really good buddy, Steve, who actually I'm taking out tomorrow and we're going to, I thought this is one of the things I thought, wouldn't it be cool since I missed it? I just pick him up in the morning. Yeah. We go somewhere. We're going to go to a couple places, have a lot of adult fun, and I'll bring him back the next day. I was yeah. like if if we can get that to work, I think that would just be great. And now uh, now awesome. it's here and I'm going tomorrow and I'm really excited. But uh Yeah. Um it, th- that same guy I I think I gave him that advice when he was dating his his soon to be <laughs> wife nice. ne- next next month he's getting married. <laughs> and I that's remember him awesome. talking about relationship stuff and he's talking about and I was like 6 months ahead of him. So you say you know the guy in the one year relationships looks looks like a pro compared to the six month guy. You know,
2: let me drop some advice on you. I'm there, old buddy. and wise. I've
0: been dating for a year. You know? Yeah, right. But, but that's what I, that's what I told him. And then I think he called me back a month later. He's like, "I'm doing that, man. It's great. She loves it. Blah blah blah." You know, it's like <laughs> exactly. if I think of it, if I think like that second that thing snaps in your head, just just do it. Yep. Yeah.
2: Man, that's like I said. That's good advice for every, for mm-hmm. I think for everyone in general. You know, like when something. So, I um, a friend of mine, uh, who who I used to work with, always said that like if the Lord lays something on your mind, it's there for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. So like she was she was very very religious, and you know. I'm I'm religious as well. I'm a Christian. And so, like, when I think about those things, like, I definitely, there's a reason why these things come on you. And You think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, someone has put, put that in your mind, something, in, depending on what you believe in, there's right. a reason why these things are popping in your mind, whether that's just you as a human and humanity and you're thinking about it and why not do it, or someone's, like, laying this idea on your mind. Like, she would, she would give me a call occasionally right. and be like, I was just thinking about you, and so I decided to yeah, call, you know, right. like,
0: that's really and there were nice. a few of
2: those times, right, a few times where, like, I like I needed that call. Like, I appreciate it. You know, like, yeah, I did have a stressful day. Why not talk mm-hmm. to someone who I enjoy, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, who I'm like-minded with. And, you know, so, yeah, when that happens, like, if, if something's laid on your mind for a reason, right? Like, grasp could, that reason, could, go ahead and take it, you know?
0: Right, no yeah. matter what you believe. It could be a spiritual reason. It could be your body, right. just your, your, your consciousness trying to connect to you somehow. Yeah. It's kind of, like, weird, like, when people have it's like dreaming sometimes. Sometimes there's nothing to it, but sometimes it's your body trying to tell you certain things. Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree as well. And I also, I mean, I think there's like, I'm, I'm definitely very open-minded when it comes to spirituality. So like, uh, something that I've always been aware of, and I don't know, this is something I read early on, maybe in high school or something about, about, uh, nature and like, not necessarily spirit animals, but just like communication and different different things different nature different creatures that have an awareness of what's around them and i've always been fond of crows i've always loved crows and i've read a lot about crows it's like for some reason they've they've kind of talked to me not not literally talked to me but like (laughs) something about them that's always you know got me close to them and and i have a a crow feather tattoo if you guys seen the videos you know you can see that normally pretty often on my arm and uh there have been multiple times where i have like been driving or walking somewhere and I'll see a bunch of crows doing something or they'll all be perched in a weird way and something and I'll like either avoid that path or I'll go down that path or you know like and there have been weird times where where I've had these kind of interactions specifically with crows but but also other times when I've just had like a feeling about something and I'm like "Eh, maybe I'll not go this way you know or maybe Mm -hmm. I'll maybe I'll detour somewhere maybe I'll do something that I wasn't going to do because like there's a feeling or like I, one specific story, there was one time I was walking, I went to school at Maryland Institute College of Art, which is in Baltimore City, and all of Baltimore City is dangerous if you're not smart about the way you move around. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, our area where where the Maryland Institute College of Art is, it's not a very dangerous area in general, but most of the way Baltimore City is lined up is that there are these really you know, upper middle class areas that are just one block away from relative ghettos, you know, like these definitely low, yeah. low income
0: areas. I mean, that that's um, the issue with such a small town.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, um, and so there were, there were times, you know, we had this kind of uh, talks in the beginning when we were a freshman, you know, security people would come in and be like, make sure if you're walking around at night, you're smart about it. Don't walk around like a victim, walk around like someone who knows they're supposed to be there. Your head up, you're, <laughs> you have confidence, like don't make yourself look like a victim. And then also, if you're walking around, just don't walk around at night, you know, call a (laughs) shuttle. The school has shuttles and stuff, but I was just walking, you know, in the evening. It wasn't, it might've been six or seven o'clock or something. So it was dusk and walking down one road and I was about, I was going to cut down an alley to cut between two roads to go to where my classes were this, this one campus building. And I like went to turn down the alley. And as I was turning, I looked up and there was, there were two crows sitting on like, uh, one was right personally in the building and one was on a, uh, a um, uh, like a telephone wire that's like half out in the middle of the street. And they both were like sitting there like real, real fairly still, both like looking at me. And I kind of looked up and saw them. And then the one like one kind of turned its head and was like looking at me weird. And then it turned around and it pooped right in the road, just like <laughs> right down. Like, you know, this is probably 40, or th- like 30 or 40 feet in front of me and just like pooped. And I was like maybe I won't go down that alley. And I just turned and stayed on the main street that I was on. And like, there was nothing I could see down the alley, but who knows, you know, like, like if I have a feeling and there's something, I'm thinking something, why not just like stay the course that I know is safe and like, don't take the shortcut and (laughs) be in tune, you know, don't be naive. And I, you know, think back like, Oh, if I would have just followed my intuition or if I would have just done this one thing that I thought about, (laughs) all these things would have changed, you know?
0: Oh yeah, it's, uh,
2: (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's more than, uh, more than, uh, what most people would take into account for, you know, being aware of their surroundings, but I, you know, but I, I
0: do, I do do believe you have to listen to, you can call it your gut or your body or whatever, something is trying to tell you. You definitely got to, you know, I, I, it's a weird thing. I, I have two different ways to get your house dust and we, we (laughs) shoot, we shoot at Dustin's house in the basement and there's a split. And I take either one depending on how I feel. Right. I don't know what it is, and I don't. And usually I take one way because I just like to drive better. But which which is weird. I like one way's drive better, but two out of ten times I'll go the opposite way. Hmm. Just because I think they're about the same time, but I just it's that thing. Yeah, sometimes you feel it, and I sit there. Yeah, and I right. feel. It. I go. Ah, yeah, I'm gonna go this way. Right, <laughs> you know, it, it could be nothing, but well, it could hey, be something. And the funny thing is, okay, I'm just thinking this now. I can go straight through through the four way stop, or I can take a yep. left, and I usually take the left. Okay. And when this I is got, after,
2: is this the main four way that's like after when you come out of your driveway, you make a right and you go down? Yeah, on, yep, and that's the, the one. Right. Okay, I know mm-hmm. what
0: you're talking about. So I take got I can it. take a left and go across a bridge over the highway. Yep. Or I can go straight and go under the highway, right? Right, yep. Um about a half mile from that four way split is where I got hit by the tractor. Ah, uh, going straight or turning left? Turning left. Ah okay. and that's the way I like to go. Now <laughs> it worked out for for two reasons. <laughs> insurance paid out enough for me to put a down payment on my truck. Right. But depending me taking that time to sit there, I don't take, you know, it's just a not really conscious thing always. Right. Maybe me sitting there longer either allowed me to hit him or I could have gone by if I wouldn't have made the decision. It's a weird thing because if I would have waited a little bit longer, I would have killed him or... I would have swerved out of the way. And on the other side of the road is a hill and trees. Yeah. I don't know. See, it's it's weird things yeah. like that. And th- that's what makes you think, like, man, if I didn't go that way and I decided to take the left turn that time, I mean, everyone ended up okay. But yeah, what what, what pushed me that way at the time? You know, maybe nothing, but maybe something. I, I don't know.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and the fact that you, you make that decision at the turn – you know maybe maybe if you would just always like you said if you've always go the one way you know then maybe you would have just turned left a little earlier and or maybe you would have been past him or maybe you know who knows like yeah, yeah. there's like who yeah exactly i think that's um uh what is that 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 kind of reminds me of the the theory of like the butterfly effect you know right, like you right. change one thing then everything else changes yeah and sure enough like you make a decision that that takes you you know 10 seconds longer or something and mm. who knows the, the which is yeah.
0: but which is equally cruel on the other side when unfortunate things do happen right yeah when, when terrible terrible things happen like that or a tree falls on a car you know or yep. or a deer hits something or Someone gets in a car crash and you go, man, I wish I I was going to take that car today and or, you know, it's it's brutal. So I don't know. The signs can go either way, I guess. Right. Exactly. And yeah, (laughs) I mean, yeah, who knows, you know,
2: who knows what what like what's destiny or what's, you know, meant to be or
0: whatnot. But yeah. uh, So. so, So to bring it all the way around. Do things while you're still alive. <laughs> Do the things when you think of them, because yeah. uh, unfortunate timing could be right around the corner. And and also right. take pause to those feelings. Just consider them for a second. If you don't tell anyone, you're not crazy, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, now we have told everyone that we consider animals we look for signs, and, and yeah,
2: right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's like you know probably uh you know, i'd say 75 percent of our listeners are like oh yeah me too and the other 25 are like you guys are freaking nuts you know like <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like majority of people probably have some type of that intuition that they i mean that's why there's like you know the sixth sense and women's intuition and all those things are you know that's what it's like people have those yeah feelings.
0: for sure yeah
2: i was uh yeah thinking about that that kind of like happenstance i i just i was sailing this evening and we actually um, there there were a pretty there's a pretty bad thunderstorm like a severe yeah. thunderstorm warning for the area that we sail in and right around seven o'clock which is right like we usually start our races right around 6 30 so it would have been right in the heat of the battle like if we'd start a race usually our races last about an hour and a half or so um, so uh, earlier today we're kind of talking i was talking with my other crew members and, and my brother drew is our is our uh, race uh what is it called he's he's part of the he's part of the um the race committee he i think he's race committee chairman so he ends up he does uh he calls like when we cancel a race or he'll 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 um he'll he'll Call out which races we do. So we have a bunch of marks in the course, and then a bunch of different race setups that are like, you know, race A is from this mark to this mark to this mark. Race B is from this mark to this mark to this mark. You know, and depending on the wind direction on the evening and how heavy it is, we do different races. So, so we call that. So, at about maybe one thirty or two o'clock, we we're talking about it within our within our crew and and talking about what we thought we should do, and and by three three o'clock, Drew had called the main committee boat that does our races and cancel the race for the evening. Cause it was just, the, is a big severe storm supposed to be right in the middle of a race. So we decided to go against, to not sail. Yeah. And like, I think that, you know, it, he took into account a bunch of different things. There are different people who, who come from different distances to get to where we sail. Mm-hmm. And if you wait too long to cancel a race, then they have come all this way for no reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we all ended up, Going down anyway, our whole crew ended up meeting down, and we just we worked on the boat a little bit and hung out, and then we went out and and sailed around just to get um, our buddy Sean get him some more time on the helm. Unfortunately, the wind had kind of died after the storm passed by, and uh, it was only we were only going like one and a half or two knots. I think we went almost three knots at one point, so uh, mm. a couple miles an hour, but not very fast. But still, you know, time on the helm. So we went out and sailed around a little bit, and I uh, drove drove him home afterward because we live up here. Uh, We live close together and we both sail down, you know, it's, it makes sense that we carpool each week and we alternate who drives. And uh, so, so we, we drove, I drove home Um, on the way home, kind of some of these country back roads, I had to avoid one big branch in the middle of the road, dropped him off at home. And then on my way back to my house, which is about 10 minutes from his house, um, there was another big branch actually, or like a tree that had fallen about halfway across the road. And, I was uh, maybe 30, maybe 20 seconds or so from going around that tree at the same time another car was coming. Fortunately, it was like a little bit ahead, so it passed me by, and it was kind of going really slow, which I thought was a little odd because it wasn't really raining too much at this time. But then, you know, 50 yards down the road, there was a tree that was halfway down across the road, so I had to go all the way to the other side of the road to to get by it. Hmm. And at the same time, I was like, you know, kind of back and forth messaging you to let you know that I was on my way home. Cause we're recording the podcast. Um, and then maybe three minutes from my house, there was a, a tree down completely across the road, like a big tree. <laughs> Just, you know, I was coming down a hill and actually someone had put a flare in the middle of the uh. road, maybe 10 feet or so up the road from the tree. So I noticed there's this like red and I actually thought like, Oh man, there's someone who like got in an accident. You know, maybe this is a, like there's, something down here so i kind of right. started to slow down and then i noticed it was just like a full tree it was really foggy out so it was just like just this giant silhouette of a tree and then fog behind it there was another car that was turning around on the other side so it was like backlit it's all dramatic mm-hmm. was like, damn it <laughs> so i had to like you know three point turn in the middle of the road my, my pickup truck drive back up fortunately there's there's another way around that didn't take too long so but yeah, it's just like, man, so many, so many things. You know, I took my time around, and then there were like cars. It's kind of foggy and a little rainy and and dark, and so everyone's like using their high beams, and then you got it on and off, and you're waiting for people to turn off their high beams as they're coming the other way, and it's the road shiny, and
0: uh, oh yeah, it was just like stressful getting home,
2: yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> but I got home right. safely, and and who knows? Like all these things add up to like, you know, maybe if that tree wasn't down, who knows? I go one way, and maybe I get an accident or something.
0: Or so. you know, if the if the wind was better, you guys would have sailed quicker and came in quicker, and right. then you would have you would have hit one of those three downed trees on your way. Yeah, running.
2: exactly right. It would have fallen on the truck or something. Right. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, and actually, um, I, sh- I should have started. Well, we're doing good so far, but. My power has gone flickered in and out multiple times, mm-hmm. not during the podcast but right before it started so if I disappear dust you'll know why I'll try okay. to link <laughs> back up if the if the internet goes down um right. but you'll you know got keep on trucking forward and yeah, I'll, I'll try to try right. to link back up yeah, yeah,
2: you guys have a you have like a very uh hit or miss situation over there with your power. you guys lose power a lot,
0: yeah, yeah. we're in a really bad spot we'd yeah. lose a bunch like five to ten times a year dang yeah, yeah. Tough. and a whoop, lot whoop. of flickering too that's yeah. why i actually put I, I bought a backup battery for my computer because a few times i had been editing and lost work because because it just know, goes, goes out yeah and and, and it's just not it's not good for your computer and for your storage anything and so right and what i really i, I need to figure out is to plug in the um the internet modem and stuff so it doesn't yeah. go down every time it flickers and then it could stay up even if yeah it could just stay up and it could have the battery back up on it would that would
2: that run the uh, yeah i guess that would make sense i would run the modem and that would run everything mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: it should it should stay everything should stay on but it's okay. on the other side of the room or house or i don't know we'll see yeah I'll just yeah. buy another one they're only 120 bucks it's a big old yeah. battery and it's not right yeah it, it's worth it yeah right exactly.
2: yeah we're pretty fortunate over here like we're we there are there have been times when our powers have gone out, but I would say only maybe usually if it goes out, it will go out for like a few minutes, you mm-hmm. know it'll go out for like three or four minutes and then it'll come back on um there there have been two times in i think the six years or so that we've been here at this location that that's actually gone out for a few days yeah um but yeah, but we're pretty good here. But yeah, all I was right. surprised. I was surprised how how crazy it was, and I was like, "Dang!" It didn't because it didn't seem that windy down where we were, and actually, mm. in all honesty, it was it was it it rained, but not, and it was a little bit of lightning, but it wasn't like a crazy thunderstorm where we were. So we probably would have been able to sail and race fine. But again, better you know, safe you than you sorry. yeah, exactly. Right.
0: All right, so let's uh, move away from.
2: Destiny and fate, destiny and, and
0: fate, and move <laughs> on to what we can kind of control. Kind of, yeah. Is this is this uh knife building competition that we're in,
2: yeah, right? That, exactly that year, yeah, yeah, yeah. The gyuto, Gyoto, 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 <laughs> it's funny because I always in my head it was gyoto. gyoto, which is Gyoto, but it's not, it's Gyuto, and then as soon as I saw that like i just couldn't say it consistently gyuto but or gyoto i don't know i've always heard of Kyoto, <laughs> so uh it's a japanese version of a western chef's knife so the gyoto is a is a japanese you know it's it's Jap- japan's version yeah, of western yeah. chef's knife right, so more so. like a french french style chef's knife um and okay. you know there are different versions of it. Um, usually it will have it's you know a fairly uh, tall blade with a rounded tip that rounds down to a point at the bottom, and then the bottom of the knife, the blade edge is, is slightly curved. So that's that's kind of the general Gyoto. Now there's different types. There's the K tip, which is you know the the basically parallel or tapered knife that then has a cut off that that also cuts down toward so um you know like a bowie knife type style where it has that right that uh, cut off so so yeah we're doing, doing yeah so we're doing the k-tip um which the reason why i thought about doing that is because originally so we're part of this knife competition
0: which yeah yeah why don't we go back to the start start attention. of that okay so
2: um and and you know we want to talk about this because it's coming out soon. So this podcast is coming <laughs> on Friday, next Friday is when all of our videos will come out, June fourth, and you guys can li- you can watch all the videos and you get to vote on who you think who you, whose design you like the best. Um, but I I was reached out to on Instagram through uh, Aaron Lee from A Knives. Knives. Um, he and Ty- and uh, Dennis from Tyrone Knife Works. Uh, came up with this idea of doing a uh, kind of collaboration challenge knife build-off. Um, and he just reached out to me and said, like, hey, you know, we're doing this knife build-off, you know, where everyone's going to be building K-tip knives uh, or, you know, giotto
0: knives. Yeah, right. And, no, uh,
2: well, no, he. that was the thing. He originally mentioned to me that it was like a K-tip knife, which that's what he said, and that's the reason why I had K-tip in my head. But a K-tip uh. is a type of giotto Hmm. So I think it was like Giotto. That's the Giotto knife challenge. Right. Um, so it's alien knives and Tyrell knife works. Um, and I had heard of a through Brian house, his podcast. I've heard, I heard him mention alien knives a few times on his podcast where he'll, he'll reach out to the community with questions and things, and then people will send in answers. So I've heard him read off answers from Aaron Lee a couple times. So I knew of alien knives. I hadn't heard of Tyrell knife works, but um, you know, it was just an interesting build off and I was like definitely interested to be part of it. Um, and then, so I, so then as, as we started to talk more about it and I realized there are more people and we were all part of uh, a group now on the, uh, the app called Slack, which is just kind of like a team group. Um, I, I knew that Brian house was part of the, the build off as well. So housework, his channel. Um, and then, uh, so I, th- then I found out that, uh, James Keaton from Redbeard Ops. He's he's he'll be part of the challenge as well. We've had him in the podcast, great guy. Um and then also um Sperber Knives uh which is I can't remember his name. Uh will come to me. Um and then Keaton from Faraway Forge. He's he's in the challenge. Um we have uh the Rivers Edge Ex- or the Rivers Experience which is uh his first name either. Uh that's okay. I have had a few beers so <laughs> it's affecting my <laughs> my memory. Sorry guys, but I remember well, I mean, everybody's channel. You know the channels. <laughs> yeah, and then Green Beetle, Steve from Green Beetle and then Blackbeard Projects. So I think that's everybody. So it's so it's 10 10 makers all together. So us, Blackbeard Projects, Redbeard Ops, Green Beetle, Houseworks, Berber knives, ailey knives, Tyrone Knife Works, um faraway forge and the rivers experience so there's 10 of us together uh we'll be posting was that, was that one that short was, no that was 10 i was oh. counting out of my fingers you guys can't see it but i was making sure
0: right. <laughs> i was trying to too maybe i missed one
2: 10 including us um all right but uh, but yeah so we'll be posting um on our channel in the next couple of days we'll post a uh kind of an, uh, a teaser video that just like talks about the challenge and then on um on next Friday we'll be posting the uh, our video and then you'll be able to we'll have a link in the chat for uh, the the voting uh, you can go in and vote for who you, whose video like the best i would encourage all of our listeners and all of our followers to to watch the videos before you vote um because you know i want you guys to have an, an honest vote yeah you know, i don't want you just to vote for our our video because well. you like ours but, so, I, but I want everyone to be an be honest you know look at the other ones look at the other designs watch the videos and and vote for the one you like the best
0: yeah but I totally mean they don't have to, i mean watch the videos but if you like one knife if you like the picture of one knife of the over the others you can choose that too you don't have to <laughs> right you, don't have yeah, to you see don't, the process
2: exactly right yeah what I'm just saying is just don't i would encourage everyone to look at all the knives before you vote don't vote for any one channel just because you like that person, like be honest and it doesn't matter. We're not winning anything. It's just bragging rights. But, but you know, I can only, only encourage people to, to vote for the knife that like that they like the best. Cause then we'll get an honest, yeah. uh, an honest vote.
0: Yeah. And if I, like, right. Yeah. Do that. And, and you know, watch do, I, I'm saying, you don't have to watch the videos, but it's, it's cool to see all these guys are, are really good. They've, they've got great videos. Um, Obviously, some of them are very big channels already, and you probably already yeah. know about them. And but some are smaller, and, and could always use the love and absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, watch them, and I'm, I'm sure I'm re- I am really excited to watch all the other ones just because i want to see what they went through it's like a it's like a school project you know you finally get in there and you bring it together and be like oh man what about that and then how'd you do this right exactly everyone's got the same struggles everyone's like oh <laughs> yeah. this is so
2: horrible or, or blah, blah blah this took me so long i had to restart this whole part and, yeah yeah and you now, can all commiserate together
0: <laughs> yeah and now so we can talk about how we're not done it
2: right <laughs> exactly and, and how we have
0: we have decided not decide we have not planned well and we are crunching now hardcore right um we're 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 up to now you've you've finished the grind you've glued up the handle scales
2: yep so it's it's handle shaping that's pretty much yeah it's handle shaping and then finish finish sharpening and then the the outro and uh you know our thumbnails and beauty shots things like that yeah. So hopefully that'll be one more day. Might be, Might end up being two more days. But we have some time. Yeah. I know that you're wow. editing, so that's a little. <laughs> you, the oh, crunch yeah. is on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Today. Today be. is the 26th, and uh, the video comes out on the 4th. So we have some time, but we don't have just till the 4th. We have some deadlines that come before that that we need to make sure that we have some stuff in that way we can all you know that way the people who are organizing it don't are waiting for us for the last minute to be able to right. put up other stuff. So.
0: But, but we yeah, are but, uh, we ha- we have been stuffing in shooting dates every <laughs> late nights. Like, hey, I can come over for two hours. Yeah, right. Now, this exactly. day, if I can get someone to watch the baby, I can come over, or yeah. or I can do this. I can. I've been editing during my daughter's naps <laughs> because I've been watching her because my wife's at work. <laughs> um, and I'm a, you know I do uh, for those who don't know sports production. So uh, the Orioles are away, so I have like this ten day gap. Right. But, yeah. We have, I've stuffed a million things into it. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And so so yeah. it's, Spe-
2: uh, speaking of that, we'll need to talk after the podcast about Saturday because Nicole has plans for the afternoon. Oh so boy. we'll have to figure that out. But yeah, so so Ailey reached out to us, I think, back in February. So plenty of time. You know, it's like, Yeah, it'll be in June. <laughs> I was like, Oh great, June. We got tons of time. And I think oh, we mentioned boy. this last, I think we mentioned this last week as well on the podcast that like, it's not like we weren't doing anything, you know, we weren't just like waiting around, but like, we've been filming videos right. nonstop. Like we do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but we probably just should have done it before the like rehandling of the, or the axe for, for, yeah. Korean, you know? we should have, should, been
0: should have been working on the Korean axe now. Yeah, right. Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. Have that one done and ready and ready to go.
0: And And that was see. That's another we always underestimate the time it will take us. That was another one. Hey, just handle an axe. Yeah, and then like (laughs) four shooting days later, we're wrapping it up. Like, uh. (laughs) oh, yeah,
2: yeah. It is what it is. But uh, but yeah. So yeah, we had plenty of time it's no one's fault but our own and you know mm. and we'll get it done it'll be fine it's it's coming along it's it's looking super nice I'm super pumped I'm really excited about it um, the handle is uh, a buffalo horn which is really beautiful it, it takes some it takes some doing to grind and and buff it so it looks really nice but I know yeah. it's gonna look great when it's done and uh, yeah it's 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 getting there it's exciting but yeah so we've been filming for the last couple of days and busting our butt and doing as much as possible we, we was it Sunday? we did like eight and a half hours of forging <laughs> and grinding and then heat treating and then into the temper That was yeah. a long day, man. I was exhausted
0: yeah, yeah. That was a long and that day. was after that was after you got back from camping.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I've been camping, and
0: uh, and you and, know how uh, it is after it after, after after a weekend of camping, you kind of do just want to sit in the AC and relax and watch TV. Right? Yeah, it was hot as yeah. shit too.
2: Like over the weekend, <laughs> I was sweating the whole time. I was already my my like face was already raw from like wiping sweat off my face <laughs> for like two days straight, and then like and then all day just like by the forge sweating and then down in the shop, grinding with metal dust all over my face. I was like wiping my, I kept wiping sweat off my face and just grinding the metal dust into my skin. I was like, yeah. Oh man,
0: that is dust. <laughs> I'll give you props. And I think that's what's maybe, I guess, good about this. Well, having two brothers who get along who have somewhat of the same, like, like <laughs> yeah, calm, like let's just oh, get it yeah. done. Temperament. Yep. Because you don't complain about having to do it, and I don't complain. I don't think much about having right. to do it. It's just, yeah, right. I I know you've worked a lot, and I know, even after you come home from work all day and you still shoot, and it's yeah. always a yes. Like, hey, you want to shoot? It's pretty much always, yep, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> it, un- unless there is something already planned, but it's, yeah, it's exactly. just we both we know we need to get it done. It's and it's yeah. it's not it's not. I mean, some of it is a lot of work, and we do like eight hours of of work after you come home from camping. That's right. tough, but it's still it's still not that tough.
2: Right, exactly. It's still it's still something that we enjoy to do. Right. You know, and and yeah, and it's you know, it's brought us a lot of kickback on, you know, who we've met over the years and and, you know, we're making a little bit of money off of it and
1: Right. And it's just yeah. still
2: enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 not it's not a hassle yet and it's you know and and we're still you know, like this. We're in this kind of in between where there's this potential for it to keep growing and keep getting better and better, and then hopefully maybe be self-sustaining at one point and We can do it 100. percent And uh, you know, I can't imagine that being a bad thing if it happens. You know, it's right. like cool. We get to hang out and like work in the shop. You know, and uh, it's funny because I listen to some other podcasts and stuff, the Making It podcast, particularly where they the the main guys that are on that are the main uh, talent for their channels and their channels have grown over the years. And they, they, uh, two of them, um, Dave Paciuto and, uh, Bob Claggett both have, um, you know, cameramen and stuff and editors and stuff that they've hired over the years to help out on their channel. Um, and they talk often about getting into a situation where they don't have an idea for something to work on or they don't have something to work on. And so then when they bring the guys over, they feel like they feel this responsibility to make sure they're doing something Mm. during this time that they're working. Um, But that's because they're like, they're the boss, right? You know, it's, it's Mm. their channel. They're paying their employees. And that's the one thing with you and I working together, we're both in it. We're both in it as much as we can be in it. You know, it's like if you have free time and I have free time, well, let's work, you know, like let's do more because it's only, our, our time we, and effort we put into it is only hmm. growing. We can see the growth, which is nice. You know, like if it never grew, we would probably do it less, you know, but, <laughs> but with the growth there, we know that if we just stay consistent and, you know, we've, we've kind of realized over the years that we can't put out a video every week and, you know, we'll put them out as, as often as we can. And I think once we've kind of gotten to that conclusion, like we're just going to film when we can and we'll put them out as often as we can, but we're staying consistent. You know, right. like it might, there might be a month where there's just one in the month, but right. usually it's one every couple of weeks, you know, like yeah, we I can would say two, two and a half a to three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Two a month is kind of about, you know, is, is what we can do. And, and, uh, I think, you know, as long as we keep doing that and just keep staying consistent, and if we can put out more videos at some point, then that's great. And, uh, and if not, I think we just put them out when we can and try to stay consistent.
0: But, yeah. I would say if, if I had some advice to give, or not everyone who has uh, has a brother or a family member who can do it for him. But if you do have someone you're close to or a buddy, just say, hey, do you want to do this channel with me? Right. We'll go 50-50. And then everyone's in it equal.
2: Right. Exactly. Right. It's
0: yeah. There's no, it's just, it's it's straight down the line equal. And you both have the same to gain and the same to lose.
2: Right. So yeah. so
0: don't you don't I wouldn't pay someone to do it. I mean you can if you have the the disposable income sure. But if you don't yet or you're just starting find a buddy or a friend or a family mom, member or even a son or daughter who's older who might be into that stuff cuz yeah they all shoot videos now all the time.
2: So Right, exactly. Yeah, everyone like, everyone hey, does it anyway. So If
0: you help me do this, well whatever comes from it, we'll do 50-50. It's your channel too. Right. And just yeah and just give everyone equal parts to go yep. forward and then everyone has the same to gain or lose.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and then everyone is invested 100%, right? Because it's mm-hmm. it's it's theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it's 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 their responsibility as much as it is your responsibility to make it work. Um, right. that one of the other people that I've that I've heard mention this multiple times is Jeff Fader from the Knife Talk podcast, um, from Fader Knives. His, uh, his business partner, Tony, um, when he was getting into knife making, he reached out to his, his buddy, Tony, and was like, Hey, I, I'm interested in doing this and I want to do it like full time. I want to get into it. And he, he asked him to basically be a part of it. And like, I want you to go in with it together. Like, this is us together. You know, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if they're 50, 50. I don't, I don't know. He's never said specifically, but the way he talks about it, it it's that intent, you know, it's like. I want you to be a part of this business. We're going to be we're going to work together. This is going to be our thing together. And if we both if we put time and effort into it, then we can do it, you know. And like Tony doesn't make knives, but he does everything else. Like right. Jeff makes knives right. and Tony does all the rest of it. You know, like he does he does all the online stuff, the ordering, the bills, all that stuff. I'm sure they do a lot of it together still, but like that was that same thing. He knew that if he if he tried to get someone, if he just tried to hire someone to do it for him, then that person, and he had this experience through working in the food industry, you know, those people don't have any, no, nothing behind what they're doing to, to make them want to stay. You know, right, it's no like skin if in you're the just, game, yeah. Right, exactly. If you're just like a line cook or you're just a, a bus boy, <laughs> right, like, yeah, yeah. There's no reason that you're going to, there, there's no reason to not quit and go somewhere else. Right. right. But if you're in it and you know, if you put 100% in your time, then you could go somewhere and you could build something and, and, uh, and it worked out for them pretty well yeah
0: and yeah yeah so and in general it's just unless you're you get to a point where you're already making money and you know you'll make thousands off of each video right you you cannot i mean a crew and a camera guy is expensive really expensive yes, absolutely but even if you paid a college kid you'd still have to give him a hundred bucks to come over and do it or maybe not right. maybe give him 50 bucks but that adds up. That's hundreds of dollars per video, just just yeah, to right. have someone shoot it. So don't pay them anything, and partner <laughs> up.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. And then yeah, and then you know, and then you, and
0: you, you split that first hundred dollars you make after a yep. year. <laughs> you each get fifty <laughs> bucks, and you <laughs> go, okay, cool. We finally got a payout, and let's keep moving.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then each month, like you're like you said, each month you're both invested in. Mm -hmm. doing better and growing and getting a little bit more money each month. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's true. And I think, you know, and and I think going back to the, um, the knife build, the, the Giotto challenge, they're building the community, like getting in with other people and, and spreading you the word and all these things help to like help to push you forward and make you make you accountable for something. You know, it's like being part of the challenge made us accountable for getting out a video on time, you know, Mm -hmm. doing something. So that's that, like, you know, you have to have sometimes you have to have a deadline to get something done. And now, like I said, it's not like we were just not working and not filming videos for the last three months. We just put off this video till later. Like we should have done it one. You know, like you said, we should have switched it with the axe video so that we would have worked Mm -hmm. on the knife video last month and then this month we work or the beginning of this month, you know, and then now the end of the month we're working on the next video. Right. But, but, you know, such is life. It's just, and, and you know, obviously it's the editing that takes time too. It's not just the making, right? Because we have plenty of time. I know that I could make something and I could you know, filming, but it's also us getting together and having, you know, the right schedule so we can both film, we can both come together, you know, like I took, I you know I didn't go sailing last night because I knew we needed to film, and so it was what it is. I was like, if we could have, if we could have worked out that we would have both filmed tonight, we probably I put a, probably would have taken off sailing this week as well. You know, it's like just yeah, he got to do what you got to do. do.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, for me, it takes equal amount of days that usually I, I would say, well, probably more than the amount of days we shoot. Right to do. I mean, that I, I and I just yeah. I don't have time to sit down all, for eight hours and edit. Right, exactly. But yeah. so if I say four days of editing, that's like four four hour right. sit st- sit down. Maybe you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. And
0: then usually the last night or the last day before I, that's a lot of times where I'll say, okay, Dustin, I, I, we can get out by Sunday. Right. I'm like, yeah. all right, this Sunday, Dust, we'll have it. And then I then it is a little. I'll, like Friday and Saturday. I'll really push and. Right. It's usually Saturday night. I'm still uploading or doing stuff, and I'm like, and it's usually dust. I'll, I'll have it ready for, for us to work on the thumbnail in the morning, so we can get it out by lunch.
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. uh, yeah. It's I don't know. It's it's a blast. It's just fun to be able to be able to do it. I was talking to Sean tonight and just saying how like, I'm, I'm like. Super grateful and also humbled and impressed with how many people that I know are like current knife makers and tool restorers and, you know, axe people who are doing that stuff full time now or at least part time because they've watched and learned from our videos. Mm hmm. Like people tell me all the time, they're like, oh yeah, you know, you were an inspiration and you were the reason why I did that. I mean, I had people reach out on, you know, Instagram and on, you know, comments and stuff and it's like, that's so cool, you know, or, or I'll see someone whose work I really like and I'll, I'll like one of their posts and then they'll send me like a message to be like, oh man, you know, it means so much that you liked my posts because, you know, I've learned so much from you over the years and that's cool. Like it's, it's really cool that now we have um, enough content built up that we've been doing this since 2017 that there are people now who have learned and seen stuff and have have been inspired by the work that we do and have then progressed into like doing it as a hobby or doing it full time you know it's like i don't know it's just like i said it's like super humbling and also i get a lot of pride from it you know like yeah no and but we really also cool.
0: we all we constantly discuss how weird it is to know there's so many people watching things. <laughs> yeah, I was talking right. to Dustin. I'm like millions of people. I've seen your basement. Isn't that strange?
2: <laughs> you just said that last night. I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> and it's it's just a strange. And there's
0: so many YouTube. I mean, it's so huge. Yeah, and obviously, right. it's not just our thing, and we're relatively small. And but there's so many channels that get so many views because it's global. It's it's really nuts. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, but what a what a great thing and and uh,
2: yeah, yeah. We're, and I we're think gonna it, keep at it. Yeah, right. I think your your perspective early on that was like, hey, let's do it this way and let's do it a little bit different than everyone else, mm. or at least mm. you know, do it a mm-hmm. di- little different than the majority. You know, the ninety percent that are just doing just the super basic, and let's well, see where it takes us. You know, and I think that has yeah. made our channel stand out
0: a little bit. Just well, nice. yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just the luck of, again. Uh, you do what you do and I do what I do and I could right. just, you could see, I mean, not the, there's not a lot of, I'm not like color grading and going into long, like, Right. I'm not, co- yeah, I mean, yeah. some people have these beautiful uh, perfection video and they're, they're, they're right. great and they're really well done. Um. So there's always improvement, but that was, it's always the thing. Like when you see, if you go to school for something and then you see other people who, maybe haven't or just doing it, I'm, I'm really glad that they're doing it. But immediately you see, like, hey, man, 80% of these people, they're missing the basics. And it's kind of like right. um, we're uh, talking to Timothy Dick. He did bring up the point that he's been a blacksmith for so long. He sees all these people, which, like, some people are like us who are – uh, either beginner or intermediate or 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 hobby makers yeah we right. get so many views so instantly he saw that and went well yeah i do that stuff all the time i can do that stuff with my eyes closed and right. which was a great inspiration for him to start so yeah right why at, not
2: film right why not do right. it because i can do it really well yeah and that's what, that's what, it, what yeah, that, that's,
0: that's what we say every time we go like we went to Brewbaker guitars and we tell them like hey man you need a youtube channel or or right. uh, Slaysman, S- slaysman's forge man you're you're this is so impressive we always go to these full-time shops and and meet these people who are doing it professionally and it's like man this what you're doing is like youtube gold
2: right yeah exactly
0: cuz there's a lot of us out there doing it but we're not we're not pros you know we don't right. we, we we can't do it with our hands tied you know <laughs> like yeah you you should be recording this cuz you guys are great
2: yeah, and, and, like, the people who are doing it, like I would say, like, Tor, Torbjorn Arman, who's a, a blacksmith, uh, he does... He has a YouTube channel, and he's doing great, and he has, like, such... A, just this really beautiful, really clean way of forging. And he does, you know, like, kind of base, I mean, not super basic, but, like, not super, super complex forgings. Um, and he just shows it, and he does it in this really nice style, and, and he's, you know, got... Tons and tons of followers. I mean, there's, um, there's also, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, shoot, I can't think of the other blacksmith right now. But it's just an older guy, and he just he does a good job because he's a good blacksmith, you know. And it's like not the highest quality, but he he's got something to show that he's good at, and he's doing it a little bit better than other people, and that makes him stand out, you know. It's like the reason why I've always loved Duresta videos is because Jimmy Duresta is so smart. You know, it's like he's always coming up with this, like something that seems so simple, but he knows the process to do it and put it together and film it all. And it's just time lapse shots from different angles. So it's not it's not cinematic. It's not super beautiful, but but it's just it's super smart. You know, you're like there's something that he's got that he's showing that's different than other people. You know, he's, that, he's not called the godfather make for nothing, you know, like just, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, That's the thing. Somebody. And if you
0: do have a skill, don't be discouraged by whatever other perfect videos you see. Right. Cause it, yep. it, it doesn't have to be that it can right. be that. And you yeah. can get there pretty easily in, in my opinion. But, uh, if you have a skill that, you know, back and forth, put it on YouTube cause, cause why not? Or, uh, right. you know, get someone to help you and, uh, yeah.
2: And and that's the great thing about YouTube, too, is that once you put it there, it's there. It's just sitting there, mm-hmm. make you know, just collecting views. And, and it's like and, you don't and, have to do anything. <laughs> it's just sitting there. And just, it could potentially make you money down the road.
0: I think if there is quality there, you'll get views. It might not right. be crazy and you might not go nuts. But if you're really good at what you do, you'll get hundreds and thousands of views. Right. I think. And maybe not. What? Because everyone compare their themselves to someone bigger. Yeah, exactly. If, if you and if you and I have a, a huge video, right? It gets up the hundred thousands of views, closer to a million. Those are our biggest videos. But then there's people who get that every single video, and sometimes we get ten or five thousand. Right. Like that's just, but that that interaction with the um the community of maybe not makers, but you know um people just watching youtube videos like we're all doing it's 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 uh it's worth it because yeah. you'll be like we always say you'll be excited about like you're 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 as excited about your first hundred subscribers are you as the s- same amount as you are for like a thousand and then ten right 000. exactly like yeah. you're equally excited at each time because it's something new and it's milestone but yeah when i I I'll, I I'll always remember our first video we put it up, and I went camping, and there was no cell service. And I came back, and I think we had 600 views, and that that blew my mind. <laughs> okay, I think exactly. I think I told everyone. I was like, just guess, guess how many views this video, ex-, you know? And they'd be like, I don't know, hundred. I'd be like, higher, <laughs> three hundred higher. You Keep know, going <laughs> eight hundred and twenty-three views, and it was great, and and um. We can't forget about that because it's it's just as exciting, right? And yeah. you get a, a million, a million view video or a eight you know, or your first you know hundred or a thousand, and and right, there's exactly. value to all that. We're not down talking anyone for having that, and maybe that maybe you stick around that area, and maybe we'll stick under a million views for everything. But yeah, it's just it's it's fun to do.
2: Yeah. And I like, occasionally I like to look at the, uh, I mean, we, we all look at the analytics and, you know, look at what our channel is doing and we compare to other channels and, and to ourselves from month to month, you know, we have good months and bad months. I always, I always try to look at our, our like real time views and just think about that in perspective because like right now our real time views for the last two days is 24,000 views. Like that's crazy that 24,000 people clicked on our channel. And that's the thing about creating videos that are just sitting there because that's not 24,000 views on one video not the most recent video that's 24,000 in the last two days of all of our videos you know people are searching all the time and and finding videos I mean we have videos that you know are like our bushcraft axe video that's just still raking in views because it's you know it did well and people find it and they're just kind of just keep on sitting there and making you know just Mm -hmm. just gaining views and so I think that's kind of cool and but also that's also humbling. You know, you got to think about the people who are starting out and, you know, getting a couple thousand views or even like a couple hundred views a day and stuff. And it's just like, you know, all of that is in perspective. It's if if you want to do this, if you want to be in this kind of, you know, this realm of social media where you're putting yourself out there, do what you love to do. Don't try to be someone else and and don't try to do it for. Well, I can't say don't do it for the views because we're all doing it for the views and we're all doing it (laughs) really (laughs) like it'd be, you know, the idea is like, you'd be great if I could do this and eventually make us some money, but it can't be all about that. It's got to be because you enjoy doing
0: it. Yeah, you have to enjoy, but also it, it is getting a response. Yeah, right. Because if no one commented on our videos, we would probably stop making videos.
2: Right. Right? Maybe. Yeah, I guess
0: so. For some reason, in the YouTube world, I mean, if that was common, fine. Yeah, if it just stopped. There's no reason. Yeah, right. If it stopped and we did go back down to a couple hundred views, we would probably stop.
2: Right. No, I think you're right. Yeah, because... Because it is, it is the like, we, we have a a thing that's working and it's, and it's building and we're seeing this growth and there are ups and downs, but it's growing, you know? So if it were to stop completely and I think other, I mean, it's, it's not a, that's not a, I don't think that's like a pride thing. That's all YouTube content creators. Anyone who's like. Relying at least partially on the income from making YouTube videos, knows that that there there might be a time that it all just stops, and then you got to do something else, right? Because it's not a consistent bill. Like, yeah, if you have sponsors and stuff, but even sponsors, like, they they want the views. You know, they're not sponsoring channels for fun. You know, no one's putting a commercial on a TV channel for fun. They they're putting it there because they know people are going to see. No matter
0: what they say to you, they don't care about your channel.
2: Right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We really love what you're doing. (laughs) uh yeah. insert name here blah 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 right yeah
2: exactly okay. maybe maybe the like the ceo of the company might like what you're doing right because it's their their idea of the company if yeah. it's a company but, that's doing but the something ad like the ad doing. workers but and the middlemen they, they don't, don't care they don't, they yeah, don't care exactly. they care about the number their but. job is to look yeah exactly to bring in the numbers figure out who's making who's growing who's has who has views and then how much money to pay them to put something up on their channel
0: yeah. Um so so before we move on to dear Dustin, I wanted to since we keep talking about how we're happy we've inspired people, um, a few of the people in this knife uh, build off, if you could switch to that dust, talk about those some of yeah. those guys who you've watched and now we're now you're competing against.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean so so I mean, there have been a few like I would I'll start with um with Brian House because Brian House has really uh, inspired me a lot and it was we, we found out originally about Brian because he was actually following along with our knife talk build along series and was posting on Instagram and then reached out to me to, at, to, like, to ask if I wouldn't mind if he uses my knife design from our build in in his, he was doing a series as well on his YouTube channel. So we like became friends and, and then again, you know, I started watching his stuff and getting tons of inspiration by his, like the way he put, makes his videos and his, his push for uh, like content and how diligent he is. And then also, you know, it was through his connection that we, you know, he, he reached out to us and said like, you know, have you guys ever thought about doing a podcast? I think you'd be really good about it, good on it. And then he recommended that, to to Craig Lockwood that he reached out to us when Craig asked him, like, is there anybody you think would have a good podcast to be in the Makery Network? So so it's definitely like a cycle of of inspiration there. Um so definitely got a shout out Brian. Um you know, another person like uh, Redbeard Ops. Like I'd been watching Redbeard Ops for quite a while and, and learning some stuff from him and also just kind of uh sometimes feeling like that we were kind of on the same path, you know, like his his channel is more about knife making than ours is, but you know we were kind of I could see that he was growing and, and his shop kind of looked like ours, and and like he would do different things and he would get a new tool and then build with that and I kind of had the same like I felt like our momentum was kind of cruising at the same at the same speed now our we're we're ahead of him in subscribers but but in the content and the way that he's been like building his channel felt really uh, really similar to ours, and then someone like. Green Beetle um, who I've been watching for years and he's part of the, the Gyoto build along or the Gyoto challenge <laughs> <laughs> whatever um, I mean I've I loved his channel and he's like he's got this super dry humor and this really funny like 80s 90s reference humor and <laughs> I don't know just just seems like this kind of, kind of a goofy guy and maybe a little nerdy but also just super funny and super dry and a really good knife maker and also he doesn't have like a crazy shop that is designed for knife making right it's like he I, he did, did tons of stuff with different crazy <laughs> Damascus like nails and screws and, and like the, the, um, the little springs that come off when you're drilling out metal and stuff and he's just like always throwing it into like uh, into canisters and just making shit and just making Damascus and he just heated <laughs> up in the forge and just hammered out doing it all by hand like now he's got a press and he's kind of like he's getting better at it and doing more but like it's just it always felt it always felt really attainable you know it's like something he was doing that other knife makers could do because he just felt like a normal dude like a normal guy that was kind of funny and kind of goofy and just around our age and made the same references and and it's just it's just always cool. So I've, I've always really liked Green Beetle. Um, it's funny that uh, he's part, not not funny, but it's a, a good friend of mine, my buddy Sean, who I talked about sales with us and stuff. His, his channel is uh, Crafting a Life I Want. He, um, he actually participated in a competition uh, that Green Beetle was doing uh, the beginning of last year with or maybe you know maybe right around 2019 2020 switch over with uh, knife print he was sponsored by knife print and so he's doing some stuff with knife print and he had a bunch of knives that were cut out that he was giving a, doing a giveaway I forget what the main prize was but the the secondary prizes were a knife blank a knife blank an ADCRB2 um, knife you know kind of just the cut out of a knife so Sean won one of those from Green Beetle which is kind of cool um, so green Beetle has been a huge inspiration for me watching his channels, his channel and his knife builds and stuff over the years. And, um, and then blackbeard projects as well. You know, he's, he's obviously, he's got tons of followers and he's, you know, has I think over 2 million subscribers on his channel. But he, he, again, he too has, I don't know, just something about the way he builds stuff. It's always just like. don't know maybe there's some type of like humbleness to a lot of these makers that just feels like they're just normal people you know they're not Mm. they're not maybe that's the difference like maybe they're not professionals who are filming maybe they're just people like us who just really enjoy making stuff and you can tell because like blackbeard projects put out a arm mounted three uh what's it called a um uh um not a bow and arrow uh uh a, what's the bow and arrow gun? I crossbow, oh. yeah, crossbow and arrow like an Arm, yeah, right. An arm-mounted triple crossbow that he made. Mm. Like it's it's like on a bracer. you like holding your arm and you can <laughs> shoot three arrows from three three crossbows. Like how fucking cool is that? You know, like and it's just yeah. like stuff like that. But and then he'll make like I, a knife. You know, and then he'll make you, something else random. Like
0: until you just... go to scratch your nose and you pull the trigger, <laughs> and you got three shots into the side of your temple. <laughs>
2: Uh, you know, t- tell uh, the guys from Assassin's Creed that. You know,
0: like, I, hope your that. I hope you're rolling on that. stuff. got the footage. It's gold. This is
2: gold. YouTube gold, Jerry. Uh,
0: I, I shot myself <laughs> in the head. Oh, you won't believe how
2: bad it hurt. <laughs> there's your uh, <laughs> there's your sensational thumbnail right there. <laughs> no, but, you know, just like, bait. Yeah, just doing fun stuff, like just making grinders and doing knife stuff and doing metalwork and woodwork and whatever comes to mind, you know. I like, like yeah. I I, that, yeah.
0: I I was gonna say we need to come up with more competitions because if we can reach out to these people, stroke their ego a bit, and get them to do a competition with us, oh, right. Maybe we, yeah. maybe we should do it more cause yeah, <laughs> like hanging an axe or or, or uh right yeah, yeah, yeah who what. yeah
2: exactly yeah. Who, or yeah, hey, we best. could do a bow
0: challenge. Man. There's not that many people.
2: There you go. Oh man.
0: Hmm. Hey,
2: there you go. <laughs> I like it. Maybe we'll do that. Reach out to yeah. I know a couple of bow makers on uh on youtube okay
0: yeah we've had All had right, one right. on yeah right
2: exactly clay who's actually uh he's in um in uh, alone or yeah the show alone on was it on discovery or something or whatever that is um this season he's he's out or he, not what now, he was he was on alone was yeah. he yeah yeah awesome oh. I was super pumped yeah exactly was he,
0: was he on it after we had him on no uh, before
2: it must have been because we didn't. Ha-
0: yeah. Okay, well we won't spoil anything. Oh, I wish I w- I mean he couldn't really say much about that. I wish I No,
2: yeah, cuz he didn't he didn't p- post it. Like he posted on Instagram I would say within a month, like a couple mm. weeks ago. Right. He's like I couldn't say anything about this, but now I can say cuz it's coming up, but but he was talking about how he's, you know, he's never really been like a big fan of reality shows and stuff, especially like the different survival shows and things, but um Below but this screen. one was this yeah, he said this one was like really real like it was just them out yeah. with the cameras and they had to survive that was it like this is a real thing it's not it's not like yeah of course the producers build up the drama and they do they there's only so much footage they can put on every episode but yeah um, but he said it was like it's real and then he put no, it, it, showed, he put yeah, up this it crazy great. crazy scene of like i think it was him like i, I want to say it was him but then but when he showed the person it didn't look like him so i don't know but i <laughs> thought it was him a scene of him where he's like kind of close up the cameras close up on him near the fire and he's doing whatever he's like, and he hears this like stuff and you see him all kind of getting nervous and looking out into the bush. And he's like, I heard something, you know, there's something out there. And then he like turns the camera and literally like 40 feet away from him is like a full grown mountain lion, like looking at him, (laughs) like just at, in the, at night, you know, like standing, looking straight at him, you know, just like a cougar mountain lion, just looking like it's crazy.
0: A lot of people on that show have been, they, they'll they quit after they hear stuff. And I'm always, well, me sitting at home, you know, with my wife drinking a beer, I'm like, <laughs> you know animals are going to be out there. Right, are you Are getting exactly. freaked out <laughs> while you're in your tent? You have your bear mace next to you. Right. If it starts clawing through your tent, you'll know. And you if you spray anything in the face with that mace, it's going to take off. Right, exactly. That's just how it is. <laughs> yeah. So, but if I was out there and hearing those things all alone, yeah, I, I, maybe I'd have a different feeling, but, uh,
2: <laughs> Sean was, oh, that's we, great. Sean and I were talking about it. He watched, they watched, he and uh, Kate watched the, uh, the fourth season, which is actually the team mm. season. So it was two people together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like couples and friends and stuff. Yeah. I so saw they that, just, yeah. they just started watching season one and, um, and he he was watching. He was like, yeah. He's like, one guy quit because he lost his fire fire steel. I, I, like, yeah, I was like, that was Joe Robinette. Yeah, yeah. I love Joe Robinette. I was like, yeah, and like, cause like, I Joe talked about it on his channel. He did a video, but like, why I had to drop out. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. yeah he lost you know, his only way funny, to make fire. You know.
0: Funny like... about that. I had we <laughs> when I had started watching the show, I heard about Joe through you, yeah. and I was like, oh, there's this guy Joe Robinette that Dustin likes, and he's a YouTuber. Blah blah blah. I was like cool let's let's watch him and he was on there and he was he was a very, he was a likable person on the on the show like
2: yeah, some of yeah, them
0: are yeah. annoying just like any reality show and some are likable and I was like oh, he's cool and I was like the second episode he lost his <laughs> he lost he his, lost fire his deal, Rod and he yeah. was out I was like what I, mean, I, mean, I, what? Thought, I really? thought I thought he was going to be like oh, the winner <laughs> you know yeah, I was yeah, like yeah, he here we go anyway. I'm going to watch this guy who's who's such a big youtuber he must have done something now yeah. it was it was pitiful and that was like his reasoning i can't remember
2: what he said he did he did like i said he did a video specifically like once he could talk about it, he did a video on like why you know the reason behind it why he had to quit out and it was like where he was in vancouver island i think is like so wet and there's no way like there was a nasty it's true you have to have fire and he and he had enough he has enough experience in bushcrafting and you know camping and stuff he's like he just made a, re- a reasonable, yeah. realistic decision. And like, like, there's no way I'm going to do this. There's no reason for me to, like, be here for another, you know, 20 days or maybe, whatever. And maybe. And just trying to struggle. I, mean, you know? I feel
0: like some people, but also, I, the way they edit it seemed like he of dropped course. it. And then after the commercial break, he was leaving. He could have sat there <laughs> for a day and a half stewing. Right.
2: Of course. And yeah. thinking
0: of, and meditating on it and, and, and searching trying, to figure out yeah, what he was right. doing. And He got hungry and hungrier and he... Then, the, but so <laughs> I was as we're watching it. Another big thing is people, when they're alone and not there's not the team seasons, people do get lonely and they come home because they miss their wife and kids. Yeah, right. And so I look over at my wife and she shakes her head. She's like, if you ever come home. After something like that, because of me, I'm gonna kick you back outside. <laughs> don't you blame me for that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's don't so pull funny. this. Oh, I can't. I need my. I'm missing their. You know their. Their. Uh, she at the you like. Mm-mm. She was like, don't even dare. You don't even need to put that on your plate. Don't worry about that.
2: Yeah, that's great.
0: <laughs> but yeah,
2: that's what. Um.
0: So don't miss. Don't miss out of a hundred grand because you miss me.
2: <laughs> you better suck it up <laughs> yeah i don't care she's like I'm i'll here, be fine i'm here chilling i'm cool <laughs> you yeah just we've we've too. already
0: decided you're going out don't come home because you miss us all right <laughs> that's funny yeah they
2: um uh, the reason why we started talking about this is because of clay but he like he took a bow that he made and he had it like the whole time with him so uh, i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know like there's there's nothing yet i think it's actually the seasons may be out now for him but um but yeah, that'd be interesting to like, I, I really want to see that. And I, I, don't, I don't know what, I forget what it's on, but it's not something that I have on regular TV or with like, you know, what I have for HBO Max. I and, think there's some on Netflix and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up. But, uh, um, it's interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah,
0: I, I would love to have him on again and try to do it with, I mean, he's got a limited whatever, he, the mic, the, for whatever reason, we couldn't get the internet to work well. Right, Yeah. Yeah, that was that, that was not a good way to do it it just didn't work it felt i mean it was great to have him on i think it was a it was a good episode but it was just yeah. tough for me i was like on my phone like it was a speaker phone you know we were all using it was like yeah it felt right, like, exactly. it felt more like a zoom meeting there were like breaks and stuff i'd love to have him on again talk about that and yeah and uh do it do it a little better
2: yeah, I think he's out in out in Idaho now. Like he spends half the year in Idaho and half the year in Florida. I think it is. I could be wrong on this. I know it's Florida and, and I think it's Idaho, but uh, but he's out there now because he's been posting on Instagram about like his son, um, Finn or Koi, I can't remember which one, but they had some pictures about them them turkey hunting and they got like a big tom on the last day. But they're out nice. there, so so maybe he has better internet out there. We'll I'll have to reach out to him, but um, but yeah, good stuff.
0: Yeah. All right. Um. So, yeah, that's
2: my, uh, those are my inspirations. All those guys, everybody. And like, and now that I know these other guys, I wanted to say this real quick before we move on, but like okay, now I yeah. know that Ailey Knives and Tyrone Knifeworks, and I follow all of them now, Faraway Forge and Sperber Knives. like Those guys are awesome. And actually, I'll, I'll talk more about Sperber at the end, but he's my uh, recommendation this week. For, <laughs> we'll get into him. But, yeah, it's really cool seeing all their work now and seeing how how they there's just there's just so much inspiration when you when you can relate to somebody you're like oh mm-hmm. this person's kind of doing the same thing i'm doing then all of a sudden there's mm-hmm. like a whole different level of inspiration you're like oh if this person who's a normal person if they can do it why can't we do it you if know this like, nerd <laughs> yeah right they can do it jeez
0: <laughs> now that you called okay. green beetle a nerd he's gonna angrily oh, no, whoop, whoop your ass in the knife challenge
2: he knows he's a nerd. <laughs> dang it's shots not fired again not something i'm saying that's that's unheard of well he, as he plays it I up on say, his
0: channel i love i'll Steve, say the farther from Steve, 13 year, you. the farther from 13 years old you get the word <laughs> nerd is a compliment
2: exactly yeah right. it's like it's
0: like an it's it's like it's it's an intimidating part of you that you know something so well like when you read meet a real intense person and they know like uh, something about a subject hardcore right like yeah Yeah. this guy he's a he's a hardcore nerd about this yep and then he's like thank
2: you (laughs) yes i am (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) okay all right um you ready for this i'm ready dear dustin all right. Chris Fortner says, dear Dustin, isn't the forge awfully close to the house? He's talking about the new, uh, Sadie Smithy. He's wondering, oh, yeah. is the, your forge in the too position to the now? Too yeah. close, man.
2: Um,
0: I don't think it's too
2: close to the house. Uh, it's, it's, it, I've, after lighting the forge a couple of times, um, and feeling like even the the post the back coat the post that's closest to us that's part that's part of the actual smithy, um, gets barely warm at all. You know, and I have the back of the forge closed off right now, but I mm. will say that the forge is on wheels. Like the whole the whole cart is on wheels. Now the wheels don't work great it's, out it's, in it's, the gravel, half, but it can be moved. It's half buried in gravel. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know if if I needed to open up the back of the forge to actually put a longer blade through and be able to heat it up all the way, then I would just roll it, like pull it up out of the little divots that it's in right now and just roll it out away from the house a little bit more. But but now, yeah, it's, it's, it's plenty far away. I think it's, it might be three and a half or far, four feet away from the, the, the wall of the house. And it's plenty, it's barely, like I said, the post that's right behind it, that's only a foot and a half from it barely gets warm.
0: So, and he's a he's a subscriber, so thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's funny when you look on the PC version of uh, the YouTube Studio thing, you can see who subscribes and not. And I'm really surprised sometimes about people go through this long, like talking back and forth, and like, this is great, love the videos, blah. And they're not subscribers. I'm always a <laughs> little, subs- a little, yeah. like you took the time to comment, and you're not like, all right, all right, fair enough. Um, yeah, the only like. With
2: subscribing, like, I, I have no problem subscribing to channels. Um, well,
0: that's, yeah, we, we know that now. Like. Yeah.
2: The one, the one thing that, the one hesitation I have for subscribing to something or following someone on Instagram is that then it's just more people in my feed. So I miss mm-hmm. a lot. Mm. I miss things from people because I can't see everything. So if I yeah, follow, Instagram's like, different. I, yeah, I follow, you know, 250 or 300. I forget what it is. People on Instagram. And so that's all the feed. Now the same thing really with like with YouTube, is the more people you're subscribed to, the more people are showing up in your subscriber list as you're looking True.
0: to see who's new but, there. But with YouTube, there's more of a, um, you know who you like.
2: Yeah, right, exactly.
0: And more, yeah, you're not just
2: looking at pictures; you're actually invested, right? Yeah. So like, you know, okay, I like this channel, so like I'll search out. You know, you like I don't have right. to, I don't have to wait to see like a wrangler start video or a tested video or like a joe robin video of, pop up mm. like i'll look at there i'll be like i'll look you, through my list and i'll click on their name yeah. and see what they've done because i
0: want yeah to there see. there's a number of channels that i just go to right yeah Exactly. even if i even if i didn't get alert or whatever there's no bell i just know all right i'm gonna go to whatever i'm gonna go to this one i'm gonna go to tested i'm gonna go to meat eater i'm gonna go to these channels because i know right i just want to see um but yeah Okay, uh, let's see here. All right, Dear Dustin, Ryan B. says, Hey, this is a great video. I picked up a new truck. Uh, okay, this is a little fragmented. Pounding the wedge in with the handle upside down for even weight distribution. Genius. What was that scraping tool you used to re- remove varnish and whatnot? Now, he's talking about a... Uh, an axe video
2: right okay um so Uh. so yeah flipping the handle upside down and hammering on the back um was he talking about setting the wedge in that way
0: yeah yeah okay. pounding the wedge in
2: right so instead of instead of hammering on the wedge which the reason why i don't do that is because i have done it in the past and the wedge will split now you can mm. also split the wedge or you can mar the wedge by doing it upside down but if you do it upside down and you put that weight on something, you're doing two things at once. One, you're setting the wedge in deeper and you can usually set it, you know, so that way it's on a nice flat surface and you hit it and you get a good, like, even hit. You know, it's less likely to split it. But what you're also doing at the same time is that you are seating the axe head on the handle tighter every time you hit it. Mm-hmm. So so it's not only putting the wedge in, but it's putting the wedge in and tightening the head on the handle the same way that when you seat when you actually seat the head on the handle you flip it upside down and you hang it that way that way that like mass is pushing you know you're pushing the wood down through the mass um instead of trying to like get the mass to go the opposite direction um so it's doing two things it's it's seating that wedge nice and deep but it's also hammering that head at the same time further up onto the handle so that's why i do that i learned that from uh from uh, liam hoffman that's where i learned that from
0: there you go and the last thing is is a cabinet scraper and there was ah yes uh someone replied to it because dustin hasn't got back to him yet but this was only this was only a day ago so fair yeah yeah fair play (laughs) there um (laughs) honestly
2: though i actually did see that comment and
0: i didn't oh (laughs) boy i
2: probably was like scrolling when i was in like teaching or something <laughs> like you know my students were like doing um, something you know virtually and i'm just like eh, scrolling through looking at comments but yeah so that's a cabinet scraper um which is you can use kind of anything that has a sharp edge you can use a knife you can use a piece of glass but the cabinet scraper is nice because it's actually designed to um to kind of burnish it flat and then uh, mm. or to 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 um File it flat and then burnish it and what it does it creates two burrs on either side of the metal. So you actually create this little like hook that that takes a ton of wood off, so it's really nice. So I love now, these cabinet scrapers.
0: Matt responded under it for you, M A T. He said cabinet scraper. What was used before before sandpaper was invented. Yeah it's true I, I yeah didn't know that. yeah because it, you can
2: it just basically cuts you know it cuts like a thin it's like it's like a miniature version of a plane so a hand plane just used to cut the, f- the fibers of the wood you can use that to scrape or push or pull and that does the same thing it cuts the fibers and makes it nice and smooth so it can it definitely can do that and, and uh leave a really nice finish too if you're if you uh Decide to not sand. I always use it, and I always always use that. I use cabinet scrapers to scrape the varnish off. I use them to shape the handle, and I also use them to scrape off the tool marks from files. But then I'll always come behind it, at least for axe handles, and sand afterward.
0: Right. Okay. Blue sky two eight four says, "Dear Dustin, question: Where did you learn to do all this stuff? The craftsmanship." Um, I did a little back in high school in the '60s, and that was pretty much it. At 72 years old, it's uh, still working. Are you retired? He's a little uh, okay. Um, your explanation of what done what is done helps immensely. Is this just a hobby or your job? Just asking. Now we've obviously discussed about this, but yeah. I guess the main thing is where'd you learn all your stuff? Because the old school is these older guys. Yeah. It's either you knew someone or you had like a few classes in high school and that was it. Or you decided to read books yourself and get things done. Right.
2: Exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, there, you know, there's only so much that you can do, uh, with, with a, with a smaller, I would say smaller in quotes with a, with a small reach, you know, before social media and before YouTube. I mean, so much of what I learned, the answer to this question is that I've learned a ton from watching other people on YouTube, whether that's, really nice channels that do something all the time. Or like, you know, I, back when I first got my, my truck, I had to change out the alternator. So I looked on YouTube and figured out, I searched, you know, 1989 Ford F-150 alternator change and (laughs) saw someone do it. You know, like there's this, this incredibly uh, complex and thorough source of information. Now we have an encyclopedia of information online that Mm -hmm. just seems like it's, it's silly not to use it if you like making things, um, but that being said, I mean also I also love getting books and reading about stuff and and you know and going to forums and talking to other people and meeting people and learning tricks and things from people who do it, you know like um, I don't know I just different people around me who have different skills you know I, I see things and i learn things from people and just watching so so i've kind of picked up a lot of stuff but i think it's also it's also my inclination as a maker you know like we've we've said before and i think you coined the term the maker switch which i think is just so awesome <laughs> once you start making things and you 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 realize you enjoy it then you decide to keep going So, so no, I'm not retired. I have a full-time job. (laughs) Uh, I wish (laughs) eventually I could retire from my full-time job and just make things. Um, (laughs) We, we make the, obviously we talked about, we we make the videos because we love doing it and we do it on our, on our free time basically. Um, And, uh, and yeah, I just, you know, keep learning things because I want to know how to make it myself. You know, most of the things I've made are just because I, one, I enjoy those things like knives and axes and old tools. They're things that I'm drawn to automatically, but then I also really like the fact that they are something that's um designed to be used, something that I can do that's purpose built. Um so I like that. I like having I like being self sufficient and being able to make things and do things myself.
0: I'm gonna do a in um in that vein, I'm gonna do a deer dusting right now from me. Right. Devin, said, Devin O'Hara says, Dear Dustin, if you were to make a maker switch T-shirt with an actual light switch on it, what would the top say and what would the bottom say?
2: Oh, man, that's a good one. <laughs>
0: Thank, Thanks, Devin, for that one. Thank
2: you. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's Oh, man, we should... Maybe we shouldn't say this on the podcast. Steal it. <laughs> Someone's gonna come out of the makers switch. T-shirt. I know you, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll, I'll man, tell you my cool. immediate I like
0: thought. It. I I had two thoughts. It was either you put make it at the top or buy it on the bottom, ah, right? Yeah. Or do it at the top or don't on the bottom. Something like that.
2: Mm, yeah, I like that. Or like. Uh, um,
0: or build it or buy it maybe like build it up top buy I it what if you do like a
2: like a like doer at the top and like donter at the bottom or <laughs> like, loser
0: yeah right doer yeah, and loser, loser.
2: <laughs> or like uh yeah like um a donter self sufficient and like i don't know like, uh, something else i don't know yeah you, it, you don't want it to be like condescending but right. I like to do or indulge. That's funny. No, I like I like make it or buy it. That's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah cuz I think that is what it is. I think people get to this point where they see something they're like, "Oh, I could buy that from someone." And sometimes you do buy it. You know, sometimes it's like, "Oh, I want to buy that cuz I want to support this person." Or it's not worth my time. I know I could make it, but this person's going to make it for a lot cheaper, this company, and then I'm going to be able to have it and then make something else with it. That's kind of my mindset, I guess. Um but yeah like oh man
0: i like so maybe, to maybe, buy it. That's kind yeah, of maybe that's yeah maybe maybe that's our next t-shirt yeah oh, just a, a big a big picture kind of a sideways shot of a of a light switch maybe yeah you know so you get like the 3d switch coming out and, it, and it's flicked up towards make it make it
2: yeah and on the bottom it says buy it yeah i like yeah. that
1: <laughs>
2: yeah yeah i like that and then like maybe on the back it's like you know like when yeah, or something like uh I mean, your uh,
0: maker b- b- switch or something or get your or maker like, switch now or or
2: yeah right exactly like uh, <laughs> or like uh you know when you know when did you flip on your maker switch or something like that i don't know I don't yeah know. Maybe right it's too maybe that's too like catchy or something too too like slogany i don't know
0: or 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 turn it on or something yeah right
2: <laughs> turn it on
0: turn it on turn it <laughs> it's funny while we
2: while we're throwing uh throwing other makers under the bus like i did for green beetle calling him a nerd <laughs> um brian house i think i've talked to him about this before like he's he does a lot of slogany type stuff on his channel he'll be like screw it let's do it you know he's got like the good voice for it but a lot of i'm have like that voice i'm like eh. you know like maybe you're trying maybe you're pushing a little too hard but you know but i mean something like uh work for it you know like that's that's his uh podcast and name and that's like i think that's definitely caught on i think that's the thing i think that's one of those things that i was always inspired by is like his his dedication to like push um a like try to develop a following based off of what you're doing you know like those type of slogans and things they can catch on and they once they do catch on then you're like oh you know i've been saying this type of thing forever
0: right just just if if he if we if you're don't like a certain thing people might not like the maker switch thing that we always bring up but i you do think about it like later on it works just like a catchphrase should work it's kind of it's kind of weird like when you hear it like uh um it's funny i was uh just starting to watch some cartoons with my daughter because she's starting to pay attention to it um we were watching magic school bus and there's like three or four sayings that they put in every episode oh, right. it's these little yeah, exactly. corny catchphrases that all this i remembered all of a sudden i heard him i was like oh yeah that guy always says like oh i should have stayed home today and or <laughs> or the one girl's like in my old school we would never you know it was like all these catchphrases right. but they they stuck with me they work
2: right. yeah yeah exactly that's
0: funny okay <laughs> like that all that. right the uh the last one um Omar Rivetti says, Dear Dustin, have you ever made a horizontal a horizontal sheath? If not, can you make a video? I'm sorry. I'm Italian. Sorry for the translation. Uh, okay. Um,
2: I guess the answer to that question would be yes and yes. <laughs> yes, I have made one, and yes, we can also make one. <laughs> yeah, that, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. I think that's one of those, um, things that's definitely, I don't know. It's not, it's not super different than making a regular sheath. You just, you, instead of having a a belt loop at the top that holds your sheath vertical, you do two belt loops that wrap around the sheath. So that way it can hold it horizontal. Now there's, you could do like a thick belt loop. The idea is that you want something wider because it has to keep it in that horizontal position. Um, I actually made one for my oldest brother, Derek years ago. When I first started making knives, I made him a kind of a miniature version of the tracker knife, which funny enough, when we talked to, uh, James Keaton from red beard ops, he said that was the first thing, that, the first time he, he made a knife was cause he was inspired by the movie, the hunted with being Toro and on Tommy Lee Jones. And he makes the, the tracker knife, the knife they talk about in that movie is the tracker knife. So I made a version of that. It was like the third knife I ever made. Um, for my brother Derek and I made the sheath that you can that you can get aftermarket, not from like Tops. Tops makes the knives, but there's another company. It's I forget what it's called, uh, B or something or whatever. But they you can get the the horizontal carry sheath, uh, which is the one that like I guess Tom Brown likes or something. I'm not sure, but um and it's and it's worn like horizontally across the back, uh, across your belt in the back, and it has a like an elastic thumb opening strap that wraps around the handle so that way you can kind of reach back you can pop it with your thumb and draw the knife out so i made that sheath based off of the one that you could get for the tracker so it was pretty cool that was and that was like one of the one of the earliest sheaths that i made so it was a pretty complex sheath for for doing it it didn't have the uh, the elastic strap part but it did have like the tom brown the little it's like a um, a little button catch that you like push through the leather so it had that and uh, and the, the horizontal straps and and yeah it turned out really good, um, but I yeah I wouldn't mind making another uh, horizontal carry knife uh, sheath because those are pretty interesting yeah. and and there are some you know one of the people that I that I've seen wear something like that fairly often is uh, is Bear Grylls from Man vs Wild. For like many, many seasons, he would have his knife. <laughs> and he'd wear it right along his belt in the front, like between like his button and like his first, you know, pocket on either side. And he'd carry it horizontal there instead of carrying it on his hip.
0: Jonas Bear Grylls.
2: Cool. Bear Grylls.
0: Stay in, a ho- in hotels.
2: Yeah, well, what are you going to do? He also, you know, hiked to the top of the Everest without oxygen. So he didn't stay yeah. in a hotel then. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> he got helicoptered in.
0: Just uh, <laughs> another another British show trying to butt in on our good North American TV. We We're never steal any something. of their stuff, right? No, <laughs> of course not, Chase. Um, okay, uh, recommendations. I'll start. I uh, there's some podcasts I listen to regularly, and most of them aren't maker stuff. I don't I don't ingest as much as Dustin does on that. I do a lot of. Different stuff. Obviously, there's, like, Joe Rogan and stuff. He has good people on. Um, But I like... um, There's a comedian. He's huge. But his name's Theo Vaughn, and his podcast is This Past Weekend. Um, His stand-up is okay, but he is genius on podcasts. (laughs) Like, his... He has this... um, What's the term flow of consciousness i think that's what they call it yes. right when it just comes and it streams stream, stream of, con- of consciousness right? and it just yeah. goes and goes it's kind of like i can't go back to like jack kerouac the way he would write he would just go and write and write and write and he famously would have a scroll of paper on his typewriter so it would never end and by the end nice. he he, yeah. he would have this 40 foot thing but anyway um but the way he creates jokes and says things is so unique and so funny. I remember thinking like when I first started listening to him, it's so strange to hear someone so different at first, but then I was really I was laughing out loud a lot in my car. And that's, you know, usually there's people you like your comedians, but you're not always just like cracking up, dying, laughing in your car by yourself and with him. Um, but yet, uh, yeah, he he's great. So, again, he doesn't need our recommendation, but for you guys, if you want a good like comedy pad, podcast, he has some guests, but he's um mainly he'll he'll just talk about anything and just flow with it and he's he's so smart and and really good and he's one of the only people who can rock a mullet. And he <laughs> he just he just has it and <laughs> people always bring it up. He's like, "I don't know, it's just a long hairstyle. He's from the South anyway." He's like, you know, this is how people wear it sometimes. But no, he, he's great. Check it it's out. A
2: long hairstyle. Nice. Cool. Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. So yeah, my recommendation is is uh Raphael from Sperber Knives. Um he is one of the competitors in the knife, uh, the giotto knife build off YouTube maker build off and uh, <laughs> check him out on Instagram. He's, he's got some really nice stuff. He's a young maker, 24 years old from Germany. Uh, Sperber S P E R B E R underscore knives K N I V E S. Um, yeah. Really awesome knife maker. And uh, he's done some really cool Damascus patterns, some really cool like feather patterns and chef's knives and a couple axes here and there. And, just really nice stuff. I'm just I was really impressed by his uh, his work for the challenge, and I think it's going to look really nice. Um, and then just you know his his work and overall, just really good stuff. So check him out on Instagram again. That's Sperber underscore Knives, and uh, give him a follow. He's it's a good knife maker.
0: Nice, yeah. So we'll have. I mean, this will when you guys are listening to it, we will be still editing and working on the, on the knife video, Yep, (laughs) but it will come out June the 4th, right? Yep. Friday, June 4th. Yep. Friday, June 4th. They'll all drop probably around noonish. And yeah, uh, I'm going to be watching them all. It's I'm, I'm excited to be done with it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: just want to finish it. It's, it's, it's very stressful right now to try to get it all done, but we will for sure, yeah. and yeah, it yeah. will be nice, and uh, uh, so so look forward to that. And then next podcast, we'll talk all about it, and hopefully yeah. we're, we're talking about maybe getting the winner on or some, maybe all these guys, all these knife makers, we'd love to talk to them all. So uh, yeah, absolutely. hopefully yep. that's coming up in the next couple months. We'll, we'll talk to a bunch of these guys and get their viewpoints on it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. And yeah, I'm excited. Just like you said, we're excited to get it done. I am really excited to watch the other videos because Mm -hmm. there is that Mm -hmm. we have this type of camaraderie now that we've all done the same thing. We've all pushed through the same challenge. So you're really interested in seeing because all of us that are doing it, we're also thinking about everyone else that's doing it. Like, does my design stand out? What does it look like? Or, or should I think about that? Or should I just do my own thing? You know, like, so we're all having these same thoughts. So it'd be really cool to see other people's builds and see what they talk about in their videos. And, you know, just, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'm excited to watch them and I'll definitely be doing that next weekend. Yeah. Yeah yeah all right guys well thank you so much for listening it's been a blast um we uh we really appreciate it we uh, we will have a bunch we have a bunch of guests lined up a bunch of people who've been reaching out and i've uh, been reached reach, i've reached out to a few people and we have some good uh makers and people in the community coming up um which should be really fun so keep your eye out for that we will be posting information about who we have each week i always try to post on friday as it comes out i try to put a post up on instagram just kind of giving you a heads up of who's on the podcast or what we're talking about so you can always check us there on friday and then give us a listen and then if also if you uh if you want to support the channel you can always support us over on patreon um and you know you can also support us by just sharing the podcast and telling your friends about us and getting some other people to listen um that makes a big difference uh, go, go find us on uh, YouTube, the art of craftsmanship, and you can follow us both on Instagram, the art of craftsmanship and the art of camera guy. And you can always listen to us here. It's a, uh, it's been a, a pleasure so far and we'll keep on going. Devin, I will, uh, I'll talk to you again. And everybody yes, else. Sir. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time.